Welcome to the Check Your Six podcast. Join your hosts, Air Force veterans Craig Lyson and Tim Proctor as they continue their conversation about the challenges of small business ownership as well as information, tips and guest speakers, all designed to help you navigate the potential stormy weather that is small business. And now, here are your hosts, Craig and Tim. That would be us. That is us, you, me, Craig, and Tim. So, Craig, you're first. Craig and Tim. You're Craig. I'm I'm Craig. You're Tim. And you want to accept my phone number? Sure. You know what? Let's give everybody your phone number and who you're with and why you're here and your meaning of life. My meaning of life is Fed's Growth. And its phone number is 407-754-5779. And email is info at vetsgrowth.com. All right. And ours is GRP Studios, Golf Romeo Papa Studios, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. We're playing golf. Yeah. Info at grpstudios.com and 407-862-6882. Today. Hold on. I got to ask you a question. Who's this supermodel in our studio? We have supermodel Sandy Harrison here from oh. Beyond Commercial, and we're going to talk to her in just a second. You don't know how long I've been trying to get this supermodel on our podcast. She's got a lot of information, and I, we discovered in our pre-production thing that she is a Navy brat. Of sorts, a Navy brat. She's a Navy brat, absolutely. A Navy brat and a Navy, we won't take all of her thunder away from them. So we are sitting next to and in the studio today is Sandy Harrison from Beyond Commercial. Hello, Sandy. Good to see you today. Hi. Thanks for having me. Good to see you. You're very welcome. We've discovered also that you have a lot of information you're going to give to us today. So give us a brief synopsis. It doesn't have to be an age, name, name, serial number, the whole thing the military does, but just a brief synopsis of who you are. And how I grew up. So I well, grew- not that long, maybe. But just uh, you're yeah. Sandy Harrison. How long have you been here, and what your job is? What your job does? Oh, I've been here about twenty years in Central Florida. I am a commercial realtor with Beyond Commercial. I grew up as a Navy dependent. My father was Navy thirty years, and then I married a man in the Navy. So, I am a military brat. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Uh, Craig and I have talked in the past of our military service, and we are both uh, Air Force veterans. He was a longtime Air Force veteran, retired. I was not. Yes. But we were also talking about the things that we did to people of lower rank. Now, it wasn't hazing. It wasn't anything bad. It wasn't anything horrible. It was uh, characteristic. <laughs> what the heck is characteristic? Got your attention. I'm learning some new words that I'm making up, apparently. <laughs> Building character, maybe? Is that what character. we're okay. God, I'm so glad I'm young. Character yeah. building. But some of the things that we did, we had them go out and ask the crew. We always had an A-10 base, so we would have them go ask the crew chiefs, usually sergeants, tech sergeants, or staff, ask for a left-handed monkey wrench or prop wash. And they would just they would come up and say, just get out of here. Go back to your sergeant over there in your little pickup truck and tell them to stop bothering me. And that's what we would do. It's just something we did. You had a lot more time in, so I know you guys did some things to people. that We didn't do anything like that. We were good. But, hey, did you not hear from somebody from the Navy? We did, actually. And it's funny that you said that you had, Sandy has Navy ties because we send out kids in support of soldiers. You and I are both, Craig and I are both part of that. We send out packages every single month to our deployed servicemen and women which if you are a deployed service male or female counterpart and you are listening to this, thank you very much for what you do. We absolutely appreciate it and love you all and support you. But we did get an email from a gentleman that is on a ship, and he said that they actually do the same thing. Now, he was doing a FOD. He has the lower airmen do FOD 
checks before you take off. Foreign objects damage, foreign objects destroy, sucked into the intake. It's going to do bad things to your engine. And they have them go out and do checks. So he gave me some stuff that they do to some of their newbies. Just as you're coming on board, just so you can kind of get acclimated, see how you handle it. And one of them was doing exhaust samples. And I thought this was hilarious. You take a trash bag and you stay, obviously, a safe distance behind the aircraft. And you hold that up while the aircraft is going. You secure the trash bag. You tie it up and you send it to bio. And to they make... found all kinds of stuff in there, right? <laughs> you had to make sure it's okay. <laughs> like, that was a pretty good one. I didn't think about that. He would send them out for K9. P, the 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 letter you know K K the, the number nine. Don't make nine, me laugh. I, I know what's and, going. And then the P, and it was a machining oil that most of the time the security forces would have it, even with the Navy. But they would send them out looking for K nine P, and before long they would end up with a K nine unit, with dogs barking at them. We would send them away. They weren't be crying, of course, but we would send them away with just how can you be so stupid to think there's such a thing? What do you want, my dogs? But yeah. Hey, so, you don't know, man. He could your analysis could be trickling there. You know, you just never dogs. know. So, anyways, but enough of our military service and and some of the things, the pranks we used to pull on people. But it's nice to hear from a Navy guy saying, "Yeah, we do the exact same thing out there." Yeah. But for you, supermodel Sandy Harrison, talk to me a little bit more about beyond commercial. What you do? Do you just go find somebody a location, a brick and mortar place? Well, we do go a step beyond. That's why the name Beyond Commercial came about. It's really tough when you have a transition, when you're moving from one location to another, or you're starting a new location. We work with our clients to make the transition as smooth as possible. So when they're looking for a a property, we find the searches in the areas that they choose And then if they need insurance, they need someone for the moving, they need to build out with a general contractor. We find all the resources to help them so they don't have to think out of the box. All they do is work on their move, and we bring everyone in. We go that step beyond. What a super name. It's a great name. Everything she just described is the name, and and that just goes along with another episode that we'll be talking about. So remember what Sandy just said. Yeah, exactly. One of our episodes is going to be What's in a Name, and that's a perfect example of why you did that. This is the Three Little Pigs episode because any commercial thing that you do, you want it to be secure. You want it to be safe. You don't want to build your house out of straw. Don't want it on sand. You want it on a nice, firm foundation kind of thing. If I'm a new business person, how important is location for me? Very important. I take it very seriously. We as a brokerage take it very seriously. If you're a retail business, your location is paramount for your productivity, for your profit, for your success. So do you want to be on a corner where the traffic is high traffic and you have drive-by? Or do you need to, could you be a little bit into where People could drive in, park, and walk to you. So the location is paramount, and we go a couple steps further on that as well. How much of a need is there with all the, with, you know, again, we try and be a very positive and upbeat podcast here, but businesses do close, and there's some larger chains that have closed, and that's gonna, we're going to talk a little bit about that, I think, in what's in a name. How busy are you? Is there a real need for commercial building? We have been very busy. We've been busier than we've been in the past year. A lot of new businesses are opening up right now. Uh, If you talk with any business 
counselors and they counsel you on when to open a business, during a downturn is the best time because you can get your business, you can find your property, you can build out and be up and up and running when the market starts coming back up. Perfect timing. In a downturn, are you going to get a better rate? Will you get a better deal? If yes. all these, you look at strip malls, and this has been ever since, this has been forever. You'll see a strip mall that's 40% empty, but they're building another strip mall across the street. What's the advantage? Do you go to a new facility, a new building, or do you maybe get a better cost for somebody with an existing place? Both. You can go with both. And that's why commercial realtors are so important. We know the market. We know the cost per square foot per each area. So we can negotiate that. In each area, a cost per square foot could be higher in Winter Park and lower in Longwood. We're able to negotiate because we have all the programs and the knowledge to be able to do that for our clients. Wow. So, because Winter Park is a higher end. Yes. So you'll be paying. So do you also include the insurance structure? And if they need billing material, do they need contractors? Do you help them with all those Yes, we talk through all of that with our clients. There's different types of leases, gross leases, net leases, modified gross. So we talk through which lease is best for them. We get to know the client and their business, and then we get to know which lease will work best for them, and we negotiate that with the landlord. So do you find more people wanting to lease versus a buyout? Yes, We have more lease. And when I work with new clients who are opening up a new business or a new location, we try to guide them to lease first before they buy. They want to make sure that that location is successful. That's a very good point. I mean, you might think that location, location is the prime one that we're all trained to learn on. But when you get there, that might not be the case. True. True. That's why leasing You lease for one to three years and be assured that that location works for you. And if so, if you want to buy, then you can buy in the future. But first and foremost, we always want them to be successful at that site. What what do you think? Is there a minimal number that you only lease like for beyond commercial? Is there a certain square footage that you only stay with? Or is it depends like if I wanted like a thousand square feet? Each client has a budget and they know what they can afford each month. So we, we have a client worksheet we work through. We'll look at their budget. If they can only afford 3000 a month, then I can cover the cost per square foot in the areas they choose and see if, oh, uh, that cost per square foot might work in Longwood or that cost per square foot might work in Lake Mary. So we stay within their budget and then take them to the areas that so will fit. So when you, when you talk about your budget, do you also put in the factors of utilities, water? I don't know what the other structures all go involved with, but there's got to be a lot. Yes. Yes. We take all that into consideration. So when you have a lease, you have your cost per square foot. So you have a rate. And then you also have what is called CAM. It's your commercial area maintenance. You've heard of HOA, like your HOA fees? So we have the CAM fees are like HOA. It's the parking lot. It's the roof. They paint the stripes in the parking lot. They keep the lights on, the electricity. It could be the, the trash as well. So you pay your cost per square foot and you pay the CAM. And we're able, as commercial realtors, we're able to work with our client and the landlord 
and negotiate a rate that will work for both of them. Because she talked about that, Jennifer talked about that in the episode for legal, talked about the CAM and that you just things you don't think about. You don't think of it about an HOA being on a commercial property. And I had to go back and look at mine. Okay, I might need to make some adjustments to mine when I get ready to renegotiate what I'm doing here. But that's just things you don't think about. They need a new roof. So who's going to pay for the new roof? That kind of thing. Right. You have to. And that's very important. to, And that's what we cover on our client's behalf. Is the roof covered in the cam or are you as a tenant responsible for that? My son is a new homeowner and he realized real quickly when he signed this lease that Uh when when he bought, I'm sorry, it's not a lease, when he bought, but there's some things that he didn't realize, like he's responsible for sewer. Most people are not in a townhome. Most townhomes, once you're outside your front door to maybe your, your washout drain, you're not responsible. Well, they are. He didn't realize it until later. So anyways, so location, location is a big deal for you. We're going to take a break here and come back with some more stuff. Is that terminology, location, 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 is it important? Very important. Very important. Okay. So I think we're going to be coming back in now with the second half of this. Talk a little bit more with Supermodel Sandy. We need a dance floor. Yeah. Stay tuned. The guys will be right back with more on how to check your six. I'm Craig with Vets Growth, also known as Veterans Business Alliance. We specialize in advertising, consulting, marketing, and public relations. Vets Growth is all about persistence, inspiration, innovation, and strategy. Your success is my passion. Contact me by phone at 407-754-5779. Vets Growth, the power of one network. We are back with the second half of the Check Your Six podcast, the commercial locations, Three Little Pigs episode. Craig, Supermodel Sandy Harrison is here today. It's awesome. So we're going to go back into a new part of our segment here of if you don't have a history starting a new business, what is it I can do to get that building? I don't have personal taxes. I'm coming right out of school. How can I get a building? We work with a lot of entrepreneurs at Beyond Commercial, and if they have never had a lease, have never owned a business, we work a lot of times with SCORE right here in Orlando. We talked about them, yep. Yeah, they're great. Most of their services are at no charge, and they'll help our clients write a business plan. When we bring our client to a landlord when they want to lease and they have a business plan, they'll take them right in. And so, how long is their lease? Now, if you're if you're green and you're first coming in and you, you need this building to get your business off the ground, what are the legalities that they need to know so they're protected? That's a good question. They always need two years of their taxes. Because they haven't had a business, they're going to look at two years of their personal taxes because they don't have credit from a business. We always prepare them to make sure they have that ready. That with the business plan is usually an in, and so the landlord if, will work with them. With, with our world of these great people that are coming up right out of high school and they may have never had a job, do they have to get somebody to be a part of them that has that preference in the past? Yes, sometimes you can get a co-signer. So a family member or a friend, you can get a co-signer and 
landlords work with that as well. Tim and I were talking earlier, I brought up an idea and I was in a mall and I saw these people, there was multi-people that formed a group where instead of having a small section, they brought in multi-people coming in. Multiple companies coming in, right. And they formed a group where they all split the cost of all the operational costs. Are you seeing more of that coming in? Like a glorified flea market, but it's a bunch of small businesses that are in one space of the mall. They're sharing costs, and each business may not have a whole lot of separation, or it may have small divider types of things. But their business is out there with other businesses in this area, the square foot area. Anything like that that you've come across? I haven't had any recently. We have had some in the past, but now since we've had our pandemic, we're going to see more of those, and it's not a problem. You can negotiate any type of lease. So we have attorneys that we work with, and we can work through any type of negotiation and lease that works best for the landlord and the tenant. You know, I think so, we, yes. we probably need to connect, and we try and do this as well. I tried to connect Jennifer with somebody at the mortgage firm where my son works and his and mother-in-law, his, actually his wife and his mother-in-law and father-in-law work. And maybe we need to do the same thing with you, connecting you with Jennifer from the Orlando Law Group if you don't know her or haven't worked with her because they have a commercial real estate side themselves. Great. So that would be would love a to. great time. What kind of questions do you ask somebody when they come to you and say, Sandy, I need a space. What are the questions that you ask? Give me your top three questions that you're going to ask them. Okay. First, I ask about their business, and I want to visit it and learn how they operate. Do they need a warehouse? How tall a ceiling do they need in the warehouse? What type of dock door do they need if it's industrial? So I want to learn how they operate first, and then I know which property to look for. Second most important is budget. So they will give me a budget usually. Sometimes they don't know. And when they don't know, then I start pulling costs per square foot in the areas they desire. And we come up with a budget. And then third, of course, is usually the location. You were telling me earlier that the reason people are relocating from all over the world to Orlando is for what? Hmm. What do people look for when they come to Orlando? Why do they want to come to Orlando to open? Mickey Mouse? We have a mouse here. Universal? (laughs) SeaWorld? I'm yeah. sorry, my wife's in the industry, so I've got to mention. So you know, anyway, so, so now we have these great theme parks that are trying to come back up, but what is it people need the most to open up their business? That's a great question. I believe everyone comes here for the weather, the parks. It's a wonderful place to live. I mean, the, the schools are fantastic here, but there's a lot of industries here on the commercial side. We have some of the largest manufacturing firms here. So do they come here because of transportation needs? Yes. So what what are those possible transportation needs? Well, we have some of the largest deep water ports in the U.S., so we have 20 of those. We have railroad. We have a large airport here. It's growing bigger. Yeah, OIA is growing bigger. So for any logistics, manufacturing, any company, they can get their products shipped in here or shipped out. How far do you reach out to, I mean, do you have guidelines or areas that you only represent Orlando? Can you go over the whole state? How far can you go out to represent somebody? I'm licensed through the state of Florida, and all of our brokerage is licensed in Florida. Yet we usually don't go within an hour, hour and a half, because we don't know that area well. If someone were to come to me and ask me to get them a property in Eustis, I would refer it to a broker over in Eustis that knows that area well. That you well. have tons of those, yeah. too. Yeah, 
We so focus. you open well, up your magic book and you say, hey, here's the person because supermodel Sandy knows all. Well, and right. we, we've talked about in prior podcasts about competition. So it's not necessarily competition for you. It's somebody that you send to them because you know what? You're going to get better service from them in that location than I can give to you from two hours away. Yes. We all work together. All the commercial realtors, we refer business back and forth. We help each other out. So it's a, it's a great team of commercial realtors here in you know, And in we talked Florida. about that in a, in a prior podcast about my misconceptions of competition. And I think as a new business owner, you just get the feeling, okay, it, it's out there cutthroat. But some of the first meetings I went to and some of the guys that I met here in the industry in Orlando were like, how can we help? I was very shocked at that. Do you have that same kind of thing with all of your people you work with? Yes, we all get along. I'm looking for a restaurant right now for a new client. And I've reached out to all the other commercial realtors I know that have restaurants. And they're sending me the listings that they have right now. We all work together. Do the restaurants stay mainly for residential or like we have the University of Central Florida down the street? Do they go to a higher student population or do they combine the two? What is it they try to gauge their market, their target marketing audience on? For a restaurant? Yes. Re- the, each restaurant is different. Some want to be right downtown and they want to be on Orange Avenue and get the late night crowd. Some want to be on iDrive and they only want to target tourists. It depends on the type of restaurant, the type of food that they offer. And that determines which location they're going to be at. I was noticing downtown I drive. I don't see a lot of drive ups. Like you don't see a lot of Sonics. You do have a Sonic down there. More sit down, relax, casual drinking. Yes. Talk about what you're going to do with your next day. I know that our conventions have kind of died off. That will be picking up. But it's just that it's a saturated area. I mean, there's, I think we have all different food ethics down there. That people there are, want. but that's the tourist trade. That is there because of the tourist trade. Correct. When we are at full peak season, you need all those places. What is, and you don't have to be specific about this, what's the most challenging business, in your opinion, right now to maintain? Aside from everything that's happening, what's the hardest business to continue to, to run and keep up? Retail and restaurants. They're really tough. Wow, I would have not thought restaurants because of all the places we have to eat. Well, but how many times do you go by someplace? Because that was going to be my, just from my observations, I know what my challenges are for this business, but restaurants to me seem to be the most brutal and hardest businesses to really operate and operate well because there are so many choices you have. It's very competitive. There's so so many. So if you have a franchise, does the franchise come to you to look for the buildings or do they have someone established in their corporation to come out and talk to you? They come, yeah, they come to me. We just found a property about nine months ago for a franchise in Ocoee. And franchise are really tough to find the property sometimes because they give you exactly the streets that are in that franchise. It could be seven square miles and you can't go out of that seven square miles. Because they've, they've done all their research about all the things that we've talked about, again, in prior podcasts about yes. your building. Know your market, know your target audience, know your area. So they cover all that stuff ahead of time. Yes, and we also work with economic development. If I had a new business coming in that maybe I wasn't familiar with, I reach out to them and they tell me which area that business would be best suited for. So we work with different affiliates in the community. These are some of the questions when you somebody comes to you and maybe they have a new business, they don't have any history, 
I've got this business. I think I need a location. Well, you're going to talk about things like that, correct? What you just, what you talked about. Yes. What about zoning of what you can or can't have within a certain limitations? Yes. And zoning is really important. And most clients aren't knowledgeable on it. They rely on us. Some know the zoning and they've done their homework and we, we love it when they do. But say you were going to open a restaurant, okay? So it can only be zoned in a commercial area that you can have a restaurant. So we look up the zoning and then we, we instruct our client to go to zoning and make sure they approve it. Sometimes they will approve it and sometimes you have to go through a process to have it approved. So, so let me ask one, I'll get you. So uh, what, I think I feel like I'm getting ready to buy a building. So Tim and I are in the same boat. Oh, boy. So what it comes down to is that as far as zoning goes, is it how many people are permitted to be in that structured area because of parking, traffic? I mean, I, I hear that a lot. People in the hotel industry, when they're getting ready to build, I know they do this for months. 22 years I was in hotels, and a lot of time they, they're off the beaten path and you can't get to them. Do you give me any hints that to help them out to say, like, listen, that's not a good area? Yes, we guide them on the areas. In fact, they tell us an area that they like. Let's say they said Winter Park. So I find out the properties within the zoning that applies to their business, and I show them those. If they go out of it, if the zoning doesn't offer it, most of the time you can't get it. So zoning is per each city and county. Take, for example, 436. You wouldn't want a big industrial building being right there on 436. You would want it in an industrial area. So that's what the city does. It allows particular areas for different businesses. So beyond commercial, it's not just, I need a space. I need to find you for a space. Again, you ask questions. You want to know about their business. You deal with not just finding a space. You want to help them succeed. What are some of the biggest mistakes that they make? The first one is not having a business plan. When they're a new business, that's paramount. They have to have that so the landlord will lease to you. So that's the first one. So we were right on that one. We said business plan yeah. is the most Man, important. Man, we're good. Woo, exactly. We're good. Yeah, that was back episode three, I think, was business plan. So my second one, I, I have had several times when a... Broker wants to lease a building and he wants the tenant to pay for his air conditioner if it breaks. And sometimes tenants really want the building and I try to make it clear to them, do you understand he's, they're not going to budge on this. They want you to pay for that air conditioner. If it breaks, you have to buy it, a new one. If it breaks, you have to fix it. That's one of the biggest That's concerns. what Jennifer is talking about. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I did discover, being a new business owner. I know this business was long established, but when I came in and signed the lease, there are things I didn't realize that I'm responsible for the AC units here in this building. I may be able to, to negotiate that right. down the road. There are some things that I didn't know that I wasn't aware of. I just kind of took what was already here to begin with. And now that I'm learning, mm -hmm. I may make some changes right. with all that. What advice can you give in the last minute or so? What's the best advice that you can give to anybody besides business plan? For a new business yeah. owner? Yeah. Do your homework. Do your homework. Meet with someone at a National Entrepreneur, SCORE, Small Business Development. Write your business plan. Learn how to do your financials. Reach out to anyone. 
have a commercial realtor work with you. We work with you and we don't charge you. We'll work with you. We're, we're here to educate you and guide you. We want you to find the best property. There's Come one on. thing I wanted to say. Tim, Tim and I, since we started this uh, episodes of business planning, we tell the people the same way. We may not have all the answers, but we do. We can connect you to people like you. I mean, there's so much more I would love to talk to you about and let people know everything that you're, you can accomplish with them. But the best thing to do is to reach you by your phone number or your email. Yes. Phone number is 850-687-0207. And my email is Sandy with an I, S-A-N-D-I, at beyondcommercial.com. We've discovered this when we get guests in here. You know, we try and keep it to about 30 minutes. And there's usually, you came in prepared. I looked at your note, and she's got pages of notes in here that, that she brought with her. And we haven't even to, got a and touch we of them. We haven't gotten to hardly any of them because we had some other questions to ask. So we may have to bring her back for another round and have her go into some of the stuff that she thinks is really important. But we're she's just so asking, experienced. Look at me. She's taking me over. Am I, is that my replacement? We're, yeah, we're pretty much. <laughs> we're just asking questions that we feel are important, but I'm sure that you have some other things that you want to talk about. So can we bring you back in another time and go over more stuff? Oh, I would love to. Now that you're experienced and now that you're <laughs> like a rock star with this whole thing? I would love to. Thanks, awesome. Thanks for having well, me. Well, it's great having her here again, Tim, with GRP Studios. And Craig with Vets Growth. With, What's the tip of the day? Well, that's right. we got to give the tip of the day. All right. My brain's not relaxed. Well, tip of the day is, and this kind of ties into what you were talking about. Fear is the number one source of regret. Actually, the whole definition is actually what Sandy's been talking about the whole time. There's there's nothing I can say more, except we do definitely need to bring you back because there's so much knowledge that things were popping in my head as we were sitting here. And I couldn't believe that I felt like I was getting ready to buy a building. Making the jump into business ownership and into finding a structure, it can be very daunting and overwhelming. For those of us that have worked for somebody else their entire life, doing something on your own, yeah, I don't want to do that. Yes. Because there's a fear of failure in doing that. And the worst thing you do, Craig, what's the worst thing you can do? Fail to plan? No, that was a few episodes ago. I don't know what you're talking about. What's the worst thing that can happen to you? What's the worst thing? Come on. It's in there. What? It's in the notes. It's in the notes. The very last line. Says, okay. It says, the worst thing you can do is allowing yourself to die inside while you are still alive. Bing. See, that's what it was. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Bifocals are time to go. turn them in. Wow. <laughs> Trifocals are new. Man, that, that was like pulling teeth. So anyways, I think that's about it for today. We're going to walk out of this one. Sandy, will you agree to come back at some point and be a guest again? I would love to, and I want to give you one last thing. When you're finding a new building and we're, we're searching for you a building, the great part is you don't pay us commission. Love to hear that. That's the next Check us topic. on the next one. Thanks for listening to the Check Your Six podcast. Tune in again next time for more information on your small business development.